You're going to always have two opposing forces speaking to you in, in your life. Which one are you going to listen to? Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Just delighted to have you stay tuned to today's message. We'd like to share just a little humor, as I normally do. It came into my email this week. It reads, a little girl and a little boy were at daycare one day, and the girl approached the boy and says, Hey, Tommy, want to play house? He says, Sure. What do you want me to do? The girl replies, I want you to communicate your thoughts. Communicate my thoughts, said a bewildered Tommy. I have no idea what that means. The little girl smirks and says, Perfect. You can be the husband. <laughs> <laughs> Open your Bibles, if you will, to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's begin reading with verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. Ready? Read. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. And I just love that last verse in this particular translation. But I discipline, verse 27, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. And so we're using as a subject part two of controlling your flesh, controlling your flesh. Notice what, notice what he says there in the, in the uh, translation I just read. It says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. And Paul says there that anybody that achieves mastery in anything is temperate or has control over himself, over his flesh, over his body. And so we're talking about controlling, controlling your flesh. Uh, I told you that uh, the Lord highlighted to me this particular verse a couple of weeks ago and just highlighted it to me and showed me an area where my flesh was dominating my life. And when I saw it, I recognized it immediately. And I made the adjustment, made the change and said, Lord, I see it. And you don't have to worry about that. I'll, I'll bring my body under control. I'll discipline myself where I need to be in this particular area and get right back where I need to be. Well, I, I, I saw that instantly. And, and uh, since I started teaching this, I've seen two more areas. I wrote those down as well. I, I said, Lord, I see these two areas and I'm going to bring those uh, into control. No need of a 
allowing any area of my life where my flesh is leading me, where my flesh is dominating me, and it's an area that's getting out of control. I said, so Lord, now that you brought the first area to my attention, I see two other areas. So I want to challenge all of you all. Look at every area of your life because we all have different areas where we uh, get out of control. No one really has mastery over every part of life. Some people are better at some things than they are at other things. So some people may have mastery over their money, but they, uh, you know, they may not have mastery over their uh, pride, you know, so their, their pride could be out of whack. And so we all have something that we need to work on in, in different areas of life where we need to bring ourselves in control and control our flesh. And so I, I wrote down, I have three areas. One I've already licked. I've already licked one area. I got two left to lick. <laughs> now, when you start making out your list, you'll see how many areas you have to lick, but I'm talking about areas where the, where the flesh is leading you, where you're out of control and your flesh is doing what it wants to do, and you know it. You know it's not quite right. You know it's not disciplined behavior. You know it is not mastery. You know it is not the best, and it's it's, it's sloppy. It's lazy. It is, it is not where it should be, and you know your flesh is just having a field day. And it's just driving the car with the window down, waving his hand out and enjoying the sun. Your flesh is driving your life. You know it's out of control. You know it's not right. And he's, he's just having a field day. It, it kind of reminds me of the uh, commercial where I think it's Mucinex, where the mucus is just has taken over the body. And these big old mucus creatures are in there. They just having a party. They moved in. And that, that, that's kind of how our flesh is. It loves to dominate. It loves to take over. It loves to take charge. And it'll drive your life until it puts it in a place where it's completely out of control. The flesh left to itself will, will, it, it'll lead to destruction. It'll dominate your life. Here are some things. The Bible says that those who are Romans 8, you don't have to turn there, but Romans 8, 7 and 8 says that those who are governed by the flesh cannot please God. Those who are governed by the flesh cannot please God. The carnal mind is enmity against God. And I thought about it. I said, why is that? Why is the flesh against God and God against the flesh? Why, why, why don't they run together? Well, it's because God wants you to do those things that are working for you, for your benefit. God wants you to do those things that are uh, going to produce growth and development in you, make you a better person, where he can have better use of you, where his character is reflected in you, where you become more like him and you're, where you're living at all levels at a, at a, you know, in a better place where it's profitable to you and it's profitable to those around you, it's profitable to the kingdom of God, where it's profitable to the world. And so God always influences us to live that way and to do those type of things. Well, the flesh is just the opposite. And I see why they're at odds against each other, why they're enmity against each other. The flesh loves to gratify itself with things that feel good, things that are convenient, things that are easy, 
things that are ungodly, things that are unprofitable, things that are unproductive, things that are unhealthy. You know, those are just some of the categories. Of the, uh, those are the things that the flesh, it always is going to lead to something that's, that's unproductive, is ungodly, is unhealthy. Uh, one man said, if, if anything is illegal, immoral, or fattening, he's all for it. <laughs> but he was saying, he said, he said, I'm enjoying, you know, he was enjoying the fruits of the flesh. He said, if it's illegal, immoral, or fattening, he wanted some. He wanted to be in on it. And that's the way the flesh is. It's always going to lead you to those things that feel good, those things that are convenient, those things that are easy. So notice it's not producing development, it's not producing character, it's not producing anything, it's not. Uh, causing you to, to be disciplined, is not making you better, is not bringing the best out of you. So it's always going to be unprofitable. It's always going to be unproductive. It's always going to be unhealthy. I remember one day I came home. It was actually a Saturday and I, I got I got the TV remote and I got ready to jump on the sofa, eat me a bag of chips and just watch TV. Well, that was my flesh ruling. That was my flesh ruling. And I remember I stood up and I said, no, no, no. Just for that, we're going on a bike ride. And I made myself go on a nine-mile bike ride that day just to rebel against the laziness of my flesh. My flesh didn't want to go on that bike ride. It wanted to lay on the couch, eat potato chips, and watch TV. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand leisure and relaxation. You need that. But if you allow too much of that, oh, the flesh will take over and that's all you'll end up ever doing. You'll end up, you can't even get off the couch. You're watching TV all the time. All you're doing is eating. And so that's the way the flesh is. If you leave it in there long enough, it'll start driving and it'll never want you to get off. And so I, I remember I, I consciously rebelled. I said, oh no, oh, oh no, oh no. And I, I left the house, got on my bike and rode nine miles. I said, now, Deal with that, buddy. You deal with that. You deal with that. And I said, if you give me any more problem, well, I'm going to bring you right back out here for nine more miles. <laughs> well, that's the way you got to deal with your body. That's the way you got to deal with your flesh. You can't allow it to control you. You cannot allow it to drive you. You got to be in control. It'll be great if we can just leave it all up to God and say, God, control our life. No, God wants you to discipline your flesh, control your flesh, and for you to be and have mastery over your flesh and have dominion over your flesh and to subdue your flesh and to, to do something with it. Uh, so the flesh always leads you to those things. It's, it's always gratifying itself with those things that feel good, those things that are convenient, those things that are easy, ungodly, unprofitable, unproductive, unhealthy. It's always working against your spirit, your body, your mind. It's always working against your relationships, your uh, finances, your integrity. It just loves to be lazy and undisciplined. And, you know, it doesn't want to move toward development and doesn't want to be held accountable. It doesn't it doesn't want to have any regulation. It doesn't want to be, you know, it doesn't want to be fitting into a schedule and so forth. And so your flesh is always leading you. And that's why it's enmity against God. The spirit of God is is the opposite. The spirit of God is going to always lead you 
to, to development. It's going to always lead you to be better. It's going to always lead you to grow and to mature. It's going to always challenge you to bring out the best in you. It's going to always try to bring you to your destiny. And to get to your destiny, you must be disciplined. You, you must be have mastery. And that's why the Apostle Paul said he was looking at those athletes. He said, they all, he said, one thing I'm noticing about all of these world-class athletes, they have mastery over their flesh. And they do it to achieve something that will uh, fade away. But he said, we as people of God, we as Christians, we who have been born again, we should subdue our flesh. We should have discipline in our lives. We should control ourselves because we got something eternal we're working for. We have an eternal glory and a, a prize that we are seeking and we are after. And so how much more should we uh, be controlling our flesh? I like something that the Apostle Paul says, and he says in Romans chapter 7, you'll see in Romans chapter 7, he says, in my flesh, verse 18, he says, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. He said, there's nothing good in my flesh at all. And in fact, in Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 25, he, he talks about the struggle that he was having between his flesh and his spirit. And he said, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And he said, the things that I don't want to do, that's what I find myself doing. And so he was, he was in a situation, he was showing you what happens when your flesh is in control, when it is, is in the driver's seat and how it'll just run your life. Now, he didn't stop there. Some people think he did. He was just using that as an illustration to show you that, hey, if, if you're not disciplined and if, and if you're not following God, this is exactly what will happen. You won't be able to control yourself. You'll find yourself doing the things you don't want to do. When he says the things you don't want to do, the things that are of God, that what God is telling you not to do them and you're doing them anyway. He said, you'll find yourself doing those things that you don't want to do and not doing the things God's telling you to do. He said, because you, because of your flesh. And so that's in chapter seven. But uh, if you read the Bible as an open book without chapter and verse, it flows right into chapter eight. He goes on. He said, but wait a minute. He said, but, but now that we're in Christ Jesus, we aren't led by the flesh. He said, now we're led by God's spirit. And he said, so now he said, now I'm no longer bound to the dictates, to the promptings, to the leadings and the appetites and the cravings and the desires of my flesh. He said, now I can live my life by the dictates, the promptings, the, the leadings and the desires of the Holy Spirit. So he said, now Christ is, he's leading my life. He said, now my, my flesh is crucified. Now Christ is head of my life and I can follow him. And because I follow him, he leads me into a way that's productive in a way that's full of life and peace and a way that's pleasing to God and a way where I develop and grow. And so he shares that, um, that by the spirit, we can habitually put to death the works of the flesh. If we submit ourselves and listen to what the Holy Spirit is leading you in your life as opposed to listening to what your flesh is leading to you. You're going to always have two opposing forces speaking to you in, in your life. Which one are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to your flesh? 
Are you going to listen to the Spirit of God when you're, when you're, when you're um, waking up in the morning and the Spirit of God says, hey, get up and spend time with me, pray, read your Bible, and your flesh says, no, I'd just rather lay here another 15 minutes and then rush off to work. Which one are you going to listen to? You're going to always have two opposing forces. Uh, and, you, and so Paul is saying, we as born again Christians, we've been freed to follow the Holy Spirit. We no longer have to follow the dictates of the flesh. We can now follow the promptings and the leadings and the desires and cravings and the dictates of God's Holy Spirit. Give God praise right there. First Peter uh, chapter, you don't have to turn them, but first Peter chapter four, verse two says this. It says, we no longer live by our own human appetites, desires, cravings, lusts, but we should live for what God wills. Romans 12, 1 says this. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by all the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice. Notice what it's saying. Now, we, under the New Testament, we're not bringing sacrifices. You know, we're not out killing animals and doing all these things to God. He says, now our sacrifice is keeping your flesh under control. You become a living sacrifice when you lay on the altar your fleshly lusts and your fleshly cravings and your fleshly desire. When you subdue those things and put them down and choose to follow God's way instead, you just made a sacrifice to God. So he says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service now as born again Christians, as people that are spirit led. In fact, the Bible says as many as are led by the spirit, they They are the sons of God. Notice it didn't say as many as are led by the flesh. It said as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if you're led by the flesh, you have to now question whether or not you're a son of God. And that's why it made that distinction. It says for as many as are led. In fact, it was just talking about the um, battle between those who are following the flesh and following the spirit. But it says, for as many who are, are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. So we are God's sons when we follow his spirit and when we follow his promptings and his, his leadings as he wills for us. And I, I begin to jot down some areas, some areas in our flesh where we need to control and discipline. We all have areas, some are different than others. Some of us are stronger in, in certain areas than others and weaker in certain areas. But we all, we all have areas to, to work in. But here's some things I jotted down. Number one, we ought to discipline and control ourselves and the things that we eat. We, t- we got into that a little bit last week. For some, some people need to bring control where, you know, it could be sweets, where sweets are concerned. Pastor Nathaniel has told you many times that he knows, you know, he has a weakness to sweets. And, and so... What he does, he said when people bake him cakes, he, do, he, he does not allow them to be brought into his house. And that's a, that's a powerful key I think he gives us. Don't, um, don't even bring it home. Don't even bring it home. That's one way to help control your flesh. Your flesh can't get a hold of it if it's not there. And so he doesn't even bring it home. And so I like that little safeguard there that he uses. So that's, that's one key. For some people, they need to control... In the area of eating, they may eat too much. You know, some people live to eat. Some people, some people live to eat. 
I'm going to say that again. Some people live to eat. <laughs> Every time you see them, what you got to eat? Let's go eat. What, you know, what's, what, you know, what's, <laughs> let's go get something. Some people live to eat for the enjoyment of eating. And you can actually get out of control. You can actually get out of control. You shouldn't be living to eat. You, in fact, you'll find as you get older and older in life, you got to start eating to live. You got to start eating. Turn your name and say, you have to eat to live. You have to eat to live. You have to eat too little. So some people eat too much. Um, one key that you can use is, is trying to, is to control your flesh is to, is to try eating, eating smaller portions. Eat smaller portions. Eat smaller portions. That's, that's um, a big key that, that science even tells us helps our health a lot and your longevity in life is to eat smaller, smaller portions. For some, it's eating too late at night. And need to bring discipline into their flesh because they eat too late at night and that's really hard on the body. When you eat late at night, your body is up all night trying to digest that mess you just put in it. You think you're asleep. You're not asleep. Your body's working. Your body's working. You just ate. You just ate a Big Mac and a shake and went to bed. And you think you're sleeping. No, your body's up. Your body is work. Your, your body's working the night shift. It's trying to digest that crap you just put in it. <laughs> and so some people struggle with, with eating too late at night. In fact, I ran into a man on a cruise. He told me that he had, he had burned a hole in his esophagus because he said he was eating late at night. He said, what's happened? He said, what happened? He said, I would eat late at night. When I got home late at night from work, I eat this big meal and I go to sleep. He said, well, what was happening, all of the acid in my stomach trying to digest that food was flowing since I'm lying, lying down. That acid was flowing up my esophagus. And the acid in the esophagus, he said, it burned a hole in me. And he said he realized it was, it was because I was eating so late and lying down. And he said the acid just burned a hole in his esophagus. So he was letting everybody know, hey, don't eat late, don't eat late. Look at what happened to me. I turned and I said, thank you, sir. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> then I said, by the way, are you going to eat that chicken leg? <laughs> oh, for others, it could be things like too much coffee or too much, uh, too many soft drinks. I had, we had a lady that we worked with and she was drinking two liters of Pepsi every day. Every day. She drank at breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, uh, bedtime snack, early morning snack, in between meals. She, two liters, she just kept a two liter bottle on her desk and she made sure she finished it off every day. But she, she was, she, her flesh, you see how the flesh, let's see, she probably started with something small, but the longer you leave it in your flesh, look how big, two liters. Next year, start coming in with two gallon jugs, you know. <laughs> Next, you just bring a keg of Pepsi, sit it on a desk. See, that's the way the flesh does. Once it gets in there, it just, it just takes you. And then you look up one day and say, my God, what am I doing drinking two liters of Pepsi a day? Well, you know, so different people have different uh, things. For some people, it's too much fast food or fried food. For some, it's refusing to eat uh, an abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables. I like something that, that Drew Carey, Drew Carey said, he, um, he had had a bypass surgery after one of his major arteries were, were clogged. And somebody asked him, because he was relatively a young man, and somebody asked him, they said, do you eat vegetables? He said, only if they're wrapped in bacon. <laughs> 
So he realized he had a problem. He had a problem, but it, his, his flesh had just gotten, gotten out of control. And so those are some things that you can do. I, want, I wanted to give you a couple of keys that, that you can do. Number one, we said don't, don't bring it in the house. Number two, eat smaller portions. Here's a key one man gave me. He said that as far as sweets were concerned, what he would do, he would use a system called the reward yourself system. He said what I would do, he said... I'm an avid bike rider. So he said, I ride my bike 60 miles. And he said, now, if I do that twice a week, then I'll treat myself to dessert. But he said, I, he said, I feel good eating dessert after I've ridden 120 miles. I said, sir, you have deserved a piece of dessert after riding 120 miles in a week. <laughs> so he used a reward. So, so that's something you can do. You can still treat yourself, but build in a strong discipline. Make yourself work for it. Make yourself work for it. Well, we'll do part three. I, I thought I was going to finish tonight, but nowhere near finish. We got we to go through some areas. I want to take you through as many areas of the flesh as we can. And and uh, offer some solutions to some areas that I, that I have. And, uh, but we'll go through probably six or seven different areas of the flesh and just begin to hammer them down. And my purpose and hope and what the Spirit of God was just saying to me or leading me is that as people hear certain areas, it'll bring enlightenment and it'll, it'll strengthen them to overcome and master that area where they have been lying down and just allowing the flesh to run over them and to have weakness and and to have an area out of control, as they hear it highlighted, even if I don't necessarily give a perfect solution to it, and that's just as they hear it highlighted, it'll register something in them, and it's going to make them rise up. The Spirit of God's on the inside. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. And that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is there to quicken your mortal body to bring it under control, to bring it to subdue itself, to discipline itself, so that you can have victory in every area of life. So we'll get into some next week. I'm excited about it. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to live a more disciplined life, a more controlled life. And so I've already written down three areas for myself. So get your notepad out this week and let the Spirit of God talk to you about certain areas where your flesh is out of control and you know it's out of control. And allow the Spirit of God and the light of God's Word and His Spirit to come in and to subdue it. Man, we're out of time. I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7455 in its entirety. You can email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 7455 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message, Controlling Your Flesh, Part 2, number 7455, to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. To listen to the complete series, simply click series on theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7455. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often, and keep your spirit charged up.